This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What is up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Uh, this is episode, I don't even know right now, because I didn't pre-prepare. This is an awkward episode, a little bit, not really awkward. This is an episode that we're pre-recording while we're on our bear hunt. It's Mr. Lord Chandler and I in the studio right now. Thank you for joining me, Austin. What's up, buddy? Sir Lord. Um, so we're just in studio. Everybody else is doing other things. Eric's shipping orders. If you ordered a poaching shirt, you hopefully have it by now. Um, thank you for doing that. We... Raise money for conservation, and we are going to donate some money to basically fight poaching, you know, because we're strong believers in doing things the ethical way. And we think if you're not, I mean, there's an issue there. But um, also, real quick, just a few things to get out of the way. We have a bow giveaway that you can find um, our Instagram homepage. The link is there, our Facebook, where you can enter to win an Elite Cure, which is pretty awesome. I think that ends June 10th. Also, June 20th. The working class bow hunter shoot is still on. We are good to go. We got the green light. It's happening. Uh, Rio, Illinois, near Galesburg, Illinois. Twenty dollars registration. Thirty targets. Uh, we got prizes, giveaways, all sorts of stuff um, from a lot of our po- uh, partners and some people that aren't even our sponsors that just said, "Hey, I want to give away something. Can I jump on?" So, lots of goodies. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, Big time jumped on as a title sponsor for the shoot and is helping us out with a lot of that. So big thanks to them. Um, so yeah, the podcast is presented by HHA sports. Um, you know, we talk about it all the time. We are currently why this airs. We're on a mountain hunt with our HHAs. Uh, we have our scent crusher bags, uh, running to keep our clothes pretty much scent free while we're stinking up on the mountain and, and in wall tents and we're chasing with victory arrows, um, elite bows and, I'm going to bring some Hunter's Blend coffee on the mountain, too, so it's going to be awesome. But, yeah, so this podcast, uh, Chandler and I are in studio. We're going to get Clint and Devin on the phone here because we're going to be in camp with them next week. And I Trey might be with Devin. I'm not 100%. Um, 
we'll find out. But yeah, so we are hunting as this airs right now. It's kind of just a pre-trip episode, and we plan on recording a ton of episodes in camp. So look forward to a bunch of real legit hunting camp podcasts. So be a ton of fun. But I'm I'm done bullshit, and I'm going to get Clint and Devin on, and hopefully this goes smoothly with both of them on the phone. Yeah, just start it. Okay, hey, we are going. We got Clint Casper on the phone, and we got Devin Leonard uh, from Salt Lake City, Utah. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yep. And then Clint, as everybody probably already knows on this show, he's in um, the great state of Ohio. Dang, dang. <laughs> so what about Utah, though, dude? What about the great state of Utah? I'm sure it's – I've never been there. I've been right, there. Well. It's solid. It's solid state. Decent, decent. It's solid. So uh, for it's everyone – It's a good one. For everyone listening, we talked – Clint and I did that one-on-one podcast about, like, planning a bear camp in 24 hours, and that kind of all goes back to – Devin calling Clint and then Clint calling me and then basically here we are. Uh, we got Austin Chandler in studio and Ross Biggers and Clint. We're all driving out there um, in podcast land. We're already there, but we're driving out there Saturday and we're we're going for it. Nice, Austin, Ross. How are you guys doing? What's up, man? Ross is missing. He, his his wife said, "Hey, hold back because you're gonna be gone forever." Oh. So understood, you know. Oh shoot. <laughs> Oh, okay. He was supposed to be there, though, right? What's that? He was supposed to be there. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I'm repping for Team Roston tonight. Yep. Heck, nice. So, I'm... Go ahead, I'm lucky Clint. my I'm, I'm lucky my wife let me do this man it was like fighting tooth and nails I mean yeah, it was rough your old lady sucks Clint I know, dude. <laughs> hey I know. hey don't I don't tell her but what a bitch am I right <laughs> oh dude such I mean no wonder I, no wonder I fly out to Salt Lake to hang out with this old lady so much mine's a bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude my old my old lady she's good she lets me do what I want yeah man you're yeah, all over the is. place Get, do the introduction, Devin. Tell everybody who you are. I mean, they're going to get to know you with these camp podcasts, but just kind of lay it out for us. Yeah, well, dude, I don't even know how to do a podcast, but I'll start it off with, uh, yeah, I just, I love hunting. I love working. I get a, I, I have a good wife that supports me, and uh, I'm out here in Salt Lake City, Utah, I mostly hunt mule deer. I got lucky last year with an elk while looking for a mule deer. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. So Clint, you, you know that spot. I was up there looking for that big old three point that you were after. Yeah. And uh while I was looking for him, I seen some elk down a little bit lower and I got that elk, but yeah, so yeah, Salt Lake City, Utah. I love mule deer, and that's about it. I think we'll hey, get some drinks in you in camp, and you'll go a little further in detail. You're, you're being humble. but <laughs> Well, I, I, I was going to say, uh, talk about your business real quick, Jeff. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people probably, you know, I mean, a lot of people probably don't realize that you're behind, you know, the hunter's box and outdoor threat. You know, I mean, like, that's uh, there's pro- there might not be a lot of people that put that together. I mean, some do, but some probably don't. Yeah, so we got the outdoor threads box. That my buddy Sawyer started, and then I hit him up and said, dude, I love the idea. Is there any way we can partner up? And he's like, dude, absolutely, let's do it. So we partnered up on that, and that's like a more of a Western box. And then we just barely launched 
the whitetail box for the Midwest, Eastern guys. It's more a little bit more relatable with the whitetail, turkey, and whatnot. And, uh, and I talked to Clint. I said, dude, Clint, I need you to, like, help me out with this. So he gave me a few pointers on it. And then Kurt, I know we worked together a little bit. Yep. For the last, dude, I don't know. We, we, we go back maybe, what, 12 months? We, yeah, I think that was a hard shell to crack, I felt like, at first, wasn't I? <laughs> Dude, you were. <laughs> I feel like looking so, back on, on it, let's, that's how I am, let's man. Let's take a time out for a minute. Let's take a time out for a minute. So why would, <laughs> I'm kind of embarrassed about so, it, honestly. <laughs> So, so tell me, dude, what was, what was the hard shell about? That's how I am. That's how I am. I took at least three beers or what? what? Yeah, I was going to say what? A ton of whiskey and three beers and get his panties off or what? I'm just, any, anytime like I get up, cause I just didn't know, I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't know any background or anything. So if like someone reaches out to me and it's something I'm working on, right? Like I'm trying to do better. Um, yeah. But I just I have a wall. I, I I immediately I'm just like I gotta I gotta feel this out a little while before I'm like all right cool all right. But I get there eventually. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Dude, that's good though. You, like, you make sure it's like good for you, good for your business. Yeah, good yeah. for your partners. I like it, dude. Yeah, for sure. So okay, so, so did we crack the wall though? Yeah, you're in, man. <laughs> Here's the thing, just don't fuck me now, all right? <laughs> that's, ha- that's happened before. <laughs> no, it's, so it's Clint's pretty good at selling stuff right now, so I'm gonna let Clint take over. Yeah. And I'm gonna let him tell the story about the white tail box. Wait, I'm yeah. gonna let him tell the story about uh Hunter's Box Club. Go ahead. Yeah, no, so I mean it's it's pretty simple. I mean, Devin had, you know, kind of the idea of he's like, dude, he's like, you know, we were out there in uh, in Utah, and we actually met on the mountain. And uh, I, I knew it was Dev right away from seeing his freaking wavy-ass hair that he's always got going on. So I go <laughs> over and told him, like, hey, man, I'm like, I don't know what you're doing up in my spot, but you need to get off my mountain. And he's like, get off my mountain. <laughs> he's like, he's like, Casper Clint from Instagram. I'm like, that's me. I'm like, you need to change spots, dog. I've been here for eight days. No, dude, know. dude, dude, hold on, hold on. We got to back up for a minute. Dude, I didn't know you from Instagram, dude. This is, this is a true story, dude. This is a true story. I have, dude, I didn't know about you from Instagram. I knew about you from the podcast. Well, you know, uh, right now. Fuck right, you, Clint. Right. Well, well, <laughs> we followed each other, you know, like on Instagram. And I mean, I followed yeah. him for a long time and whatnot. But, you know, so yeah, it was just funny. We, we were basically hunting like the same kind of group of bucks. And we start talking. And he's kind of talking about this hunter's box. And he's like, dude, he's like, I want to start this box. And I already knew about Outdoor Threadbox. I had got it. And like, you know, and it's it was super dope. Like, I love the idea. And he's like. Man, you know, he's like, what do you think about a whitetail box? And I start firing off ideas, and he's like, dude, hold on. He's like, time out, time out. And he's like, you, you're, you're hitting me with 90 million things that's good ideas. He's like, we need to talk after this hunt, you know, blah, blah, blah. So he's like, hey, just come back in November. Let's hunt the rut together because I didn't kill a buck in October. And uh, so the whole time between, like, say, October and whenever I came back in November, we just kept, you know, we talked a couple times a week. He's like, dude, you know, what's some ideas, like – you think this box will go, you know, what, what can we do? And Devin had some ideas and I had some ideas and it was pretty cool. Cause you know, like stuff that was working for like the outdoor thread box, which is more like a Western relatable box. 
it's the same philosophy, but it's just, it's just a different style of hunting, you know, back in the Midwest and East. So I was able to take stuff and ideas that, you know, guys like me and Kurt and Austin are going to use like what we would want in a box that's whitetail related, but the same principles as far as making it, you know, like hot new stuff and t-shirts like, you know, like just the hip styles and stuff and just meshing it together. So it was pretty cool to be able to kind of collaborate the hunter's box with, you know, with Devin. And I mean, the whole COVID thing, I mean, honestly, like there was five different times where we wanted to have a big launch and this whole COVID thing's kind of thrown everything back a little bit. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I think everybody listening that checks it out, I think is going to be really happy with it. I mean, it's, it's a cool box. It's going to be something cool every month. Um, you know, all whitetail and turkey related, mostly whitetail related, but definitely going to be something that's coming down the pipe that's going to be, uh, worth checking out. And, um, you know, it's just something that's kind of cool that's no one's really doing. Um, you know, so it was, a, it was a, it was a really good idea. And then to be able to collaborate and kind of, you know, give a little bit of input from like the Midwest side and stuff that we're using and, and yeah. stuff that we would want in a box like that, you know, it all worked out, yeah. it worked out pretty cool. But, uh, so yeah, let no. me tell you guys what's in the box real quick and then we'll, we'll move on to the bear hunt real quick. Yeah. So our last box, we had a pair of sunglasses, which I wasn't sure about the quality of them when I bought them. But then when I got them, I was super pumped. So we got a pair of sunglasses, polarized, which I'm a sunglass guy. I like them. I wear them. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got a lens cloth in there that like like that cleans your binos, yep. uh, your gun scope, your your range finder, and then we got a t-shirt. So every month you're gonna get a t-shirt, and then you're gonna get a few surprise items, either one big item or like two or three surprise items in there. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but yeah, like we just, so the reason why I love the box is because I'm a guy that wears a t-shirt every day. Yeah. Yeah. So every month, every month you get a new t-shirt of the top industry brands, your favorite brand next month we're going to do. So what is that? April, May. So what is that? June. Yeah. June. We're going to do, <laughs> um, a shirt with, with you, with you guys, right? Is that right, Kurt? Yeah, let's rock it, man. That'd yep. be awesome. Hell yeah. And w- so, I wonder if so we do Kurt, a special we shirt, like we do like something that someone can't get on our website. We'll figure that out, but that's kind of what I'm thinking. Dude, I like it. I like it. I got a guy that will design it, unless you've got a guy. I got but, some, uh, I got, yeah, I got so ideas we'll, brewing for t-shirts, so we'll, we'll talk, man. I got, some, I got some cool ideas. Cool. All right, so there's the box. Let's get to the bear hunt. Well, I like it. Yeah, we'll talk more about that, and I'm, we'll get more into detail. I mean, we're going to be in camp podcasting a ton, so there's going to be a lot come out. We'll just call it like the Bear Series, which would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, man, basically, I was driving to work. We touched on this a little bit with the episode with Clint and I, and yeah. I know, Devin, that you called Clint, and we're like, hey, Bear Hunt, let's do this, and then one thing led to another. Clint calls me, Bear Hunt, let's do this, and then it kind of rolled into, hey, let's sell some hunts at short notice. We'll do them half price and we'll talk about it. See if we can't get some listeners to come with. And, um, Austin's like, Hey, if there's some room, I'd love to go. So Austin jumped yeah. in Yep. and then we did the podcast and it launched pretty late. And then yep. the next morning, like our shit is blowing up. Like my phone's uh, blowing up. Clint's phone's blowing up. Uh, hey, this is bear hunts. There's spots available. Crazy. <laughs> um, yep. Ross jumped in and, and got one of the spots, and then we sold two other spots 
But I bet yep. you I had 18 people hit me up directly, like ready to drop, like let's go bear hunting, man. And I don't know how many you had hit you up, Clint, like nine had, or ten. Uh, I had, I think, when it was all said and done, 13 or 14 that wanted to throw money down, like that day, or hey, I can Venmo you money or Venmo you half. Like they were, I mean. The way they talked, they were in it right then and there, like, hey, just tell me how much and what's, like, what you need for a down deposit or, you know, whatever, and I'm in. I mean, I think yeah. it was 13 or 14, and, um, yeah, I mean, and I, I know there was a ton of people that got back to me after they found out that there wasn't any spots, and they're like, man, is this going to be, like, a every year thing? You know, can we get a hold of, the, of Trey, you know, over at Double Diamond and, and get this figured out to, like, can we do other hunts with him? I mean, so, yeah, no, it was really cool. It was really cool to see all that traffic, like, that short notice. It surprised um, me a little bit, like, because it, it was, it required, it's, a, you know, it's money down, and people were like, hey, yeah. I want to go. Like, I want to go hunt yep. with you guys, which was really cool, man. I wish, I mean, it's not realistic to have everybody go, but it would be kind of, right. be neat. But kind of, Devin, if you don't mind, kind of explain this hunt and... I, I guess how it came to be to where it is right now, where we're podcasting about it. Do we lose him? All right, cool. Oh, there he is. No, oh, I'm here. So yeah, yeah, so I talked to Clint. Clint talked to you, and then uh, that's how that all happened. But as far as the bear hunt goes, dude, the the bear hunt is like I hate to say it because I love do my passion is mule deer hunting mm-hmm. for sure. But the bear hunt, dude, is like. The camaraderie, hanging out with buds. It's just like a fun hunt. Yeah. And and the reason why that is because you like wake up in the mornings, you have a good breakfast, you go check trail cameras, and then you go sit your baits. And it's not like the like hunting a mule deer or and you guys could probably relate with the white I've never hunted a whitetail, so I don't know, but like hunting a like a mule deer dude, you gotta like wake up early pack in and you gotta like put in 24 7 work right and this is the one hunt where you can kind of like sit back and relax yeah well not and only that hard is the location i think is so appealing to to us guys here back at the studio it's that we don't get to see that type of stuff every day you know yeah yeah so yeah dude no i 100 agree with you so my buddy trey double diamond outfitters I got another buddy up there, Thomas Baker, up there with Burrow Crazy. Dude, they're both up there in Wyoming. And, dude, there's that's what I love about it, dude. It's just like the backcountry, the horses, the wall tent, the the horse trailer. Dude, it's just so much fun just going up there because I guess, like, it's hard to experience that, even for me, dude. I live in Salt Lake City, Utah, and, like, I don't even experience that. Even though I have a horse, I have a trailer, but to go up there with these guys, dude, it's unreal. Like, they're like full-on cowboys, dude. And I'm telling <laughs> you guys what, dude, for the next, like, I don't know when the dates are. What is it, like May, whatever it is. But, dude, we're going to be up there for seven days, five full days of hunting, and we'll be playing cowboy, dude. And for <laughs> we're going to look like a I couple love... of Midwestern mopes out oh, there. Oh, dude, we're going to look so lame <laughs> compared to these guys. We're like the biggest bunch of pussies ever came out of a flatland called Illinois. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, so everybody on the podcast right now, dude, I'm telling you guys right now, this is what we got to do. So everybody that's out listening right now, dude, there, there's one goal, dude. We all got to cross the river, and it's going to be rushing, dude. It's going to be going... 
We got to cross the river on the horses. Because when you put your horse in that river and trade, dude, he's got no he's got no fear. He just says, follow me. You guys got to follow him. Follow, follow him. And your horse is going to, like, float yep. down probably 10 to 15 yards. And he'll yep. finally get across that river. Yep. He'll find his and, footing. And, dude, that – that that's 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 gonna be epic, dude. That's what it's yeah. all about. You're just having a good <laughs> yeah. time with your horses. All I, I know I, is the cameras are gonna be rolling and the GoPros are gonna uh, be rolling, yeah. and that's gonna be yeah. that's gonna make for some cool footage. Yep. I I talked to Ross today on the way home. I went and picked up. A, well, which we'll get to this. I picked up a Garmin Inreach today. Um, but I talked to Ross on the way home. He's like. I've been bringing all my camera gear. He goes, we're going to be able to pay Combination Creative, my, our boy Jordan Johnson. He goes, we're going to pay him to make a film out of this. So he's yes. he's jacked up on Hell getting yeah. a lot of film uh, footage. And, you know, we'll see how much we actually get done. I know things can change, but I it's going to be such an adventure. I want to capture as much of it as possible. Like somebody gets across, film the next person cross, yep. that type yep. of thing. So, man, I'm not going to yeah. lie. I'm going to be puckered up on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. the, the, the first one I ever did was in New Mexico in the Gila Mountains getting packed in to go on my first elk hunt and we had to cross a couple streams they weren't too bad and we had to cross this one freaking river at the mouth of this big canyon and I remember looking at my buddy and he's like it'll be okay he's like you're gonna float about 15 yards on your horse and then your horse will catch its footing and then you'll keep going I'm like I'm like, what the fuck do you mean I'm going to float? He's like, well, he's like, <laughs> he's like, you know, he's like, your horse is going to like almost get like waterlogged a little bit and you're going to like drift down. Like he'll still have his feet on land, but like it's, you know, like it's, it's in water. So it kind of takes him a minute to get like his footing. And I'm like, well, what if it fucking falls over or flips over? I'm like, you know, I'm like, we're in eight, you know, seven foot of water. I'm like, what? what and he's like oh it'll be fine dude he's like it'll it'll be good i got water i mean i got water coming up to you know damn near the top of this horse you know you're you're putting your legs up like up on its neck so that way you're not getting soaking wet in your boots i mean oh yeah it was the first time i ever did that it was one of those deals where i'm like what in the flying fuck am i doing right well what am i here doing right now what is this but damn. no it, it, it's yeah it's it's gonna be fun to to see like some of that stuff take place for you guys. Cause I've got to experience some of that and I know what it was like the first time. So I'm stoked to be able to see like you guys right. experience some of those first that I experienced like years ago. Like, it's just going to be fun to be there to like well, see all that unfold. Well, I know. So that type of terrain, I mean, we have some cool stuff here and there in Illinois, but not like extreme breathtaking type stuff. Like what's in Western Wyoming, but I like, right. kind of put yourself in my shoes. Like, Clint and Devin, you guys live this. Austin, you killed a couple of real good bears. So I've I've never seen a bear in the wild ever, never ever. <laughs> you know, like yeah. I've been I've hunted Colorado once, I've hunted Oregon once, I've hunted Antelope in South Dakota. Like this is still like overwhelmingly incredible for me. I mean, I think it probably always will be, but I'm going to be like awestruck by this experience from point A <laughs> to point Z because one, just the views I won't get over. Um, just the the horse riding. That's something I don't ever do. And to try and hunt and kill my first bear with a bow. That's dude. This is a true experience for me all around. And so this is something that's going to stick with me for a long, long time. I mean, forever, dude. So, so let me talk about this for a minute. So you got spawn stock bears, and yep. then you have like baiting, right? Mm -hmm. So then there's like a controversy between the two. Do you guys agree with that? Um, 
Yeah, I, or do you guys know about that? Like, like some people like are like hesitant oh, yeah. about baiting. Yep, for sure. See, I feel so, like I get that point, but in the Midwest, like Illinois and our area, most people, I would say ninety eight percent of the people I know go to Canada and hunt them over baits. Like, go straight north and hunt them up there in northern Wisconsin, oh, Canada, yeah. right yeah. there. Yeah. As a whitetail so, hunter, yeah. I like sitting in one spot and watching things come to me while I'm sitting in the stand. So it, it's yeah. an appealing yeah. hunt for me. I've already done two bait hunts. This will be my third, and I'm. I'm, I honestly would say I'm more pumped about a bait hunt than a spot and stock, but you guys are killers. You know, you guys are out there shooting 80 to 100 yards, and I I like that 15 to 20-yard shot, so this <laughs> right. is a little more appealing to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. So dude, what's cool about baiting is, like, you can see that, that bear come in, and you're not sure if you're the hunted, if you're, like, if you're hunting him or if, if, if he's hunting you. Yeah. But it's just, sure. like, so intense seeing that bear up close. So spot and stock is cool, and I've done that, and that's how I've killed my biggest bear. But the smallest bear I've ever killed was over a bait in a tree stand, and dude, that was the most intense thing like I've ever I've ever felt. So, <laughs> what's cool about like hunting in a tree stand or in a ground blind is seeing that bear come in, and dude, you know you know if that big old bear comes in. Or if like a sow comes in with cubs, dude. Oh yeah, shit like, you gets gotta... western. Shit gets western. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, shit gets western. You got you got to be like worried about that. And my wife's yeah. always telling me, "Are you are you packing the gun? Are you packing the gun?" I'm like, "No, I don't pack a gun. Like I've I've only packed a gun once." That's been but, my number one uh, question with people at work and people I know that know when I'm going on this hunt. Like, well, what's your sidearm? I'm like, honestly, I'm not planning on taking one. And maybe I don't. Should I? <laughs> you know? Nah. Well, I, so I if you do, it. then you feel a little bit more like protected. If you don't, the the adrenaline's like. I'd rather have the adrenaline. High. Honestly, yeah. I'd rather yeah. not have one. But. So don't don't pack it, dude. I mean, yeah. if you for safety, pack it. For the adrenaline, dude, if you don't pack it, then it's like... So anyway, what, what I'm getting to is I love... <laughs> Moves on past it. I, I love the fact of seeing a bear come in close and a big bear, and you're like all sketched out. Whether you're in this, a tree stand, what's even more intense is when you're in a ground blind and you see that bear up close. Face to face. Oh, dude, that... Mm. that that moment is unreal, and that's that's why I hunt bears over bait. Like I want to spawn stock. I've killed a bear spawn stock. That's how I kill my biggest bear. But the thrill, the the biggest thrill I've ever had hunting bear is when I was up there in the lock saw. Dude, I had a big old bear coming in. And I was laying down, and that that sucker came up to the bait, and I was probably fifteen, nineteen yards away. And I tried to get a shot off, but I couldn't do it. And he spooked out before I could pull my bow back. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that was the biggest thrill I've ever had. And that's that's what I love about bear hunting, dude. Yeah, I, I the I'm not a ground blind guy usually, but that sounds really appealing. Is sitting in a ground blind while they come up to the bait and shooting them yeah, that way. And I level with them on, would be pretty wild. <laughs> on, on the ground with a bear is wild. I mean. I've I've been to Montana three times with Brian Barney and done the spot and stock thing, and I mean I could have killed five or six smaller, you know, three to four, four and a half foot. I let a a blonde that was probably maybe a five foot, but still it's still a young bear. 
walk. And I mean, I had that blonde within 30 yards, a jet, a jet black within 25, uh, you know, uh, a little cinnamon within probably 40. I mean, and it is like it, uh, that face to face, like eye level. Oh man. I mean, like I, I shot my giant in Saskatchewan and I mean, you know, that was, that was a, a super cool backcountry, you know, a float plane trip, you know, similar to like what we're about to go do. And, um, that was super fun, but eye level, man, like, yeah, that's a whole nother, that, yeah, the, the ground blind thing, man, that's a whole nother deal. And spot stock's cool, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's a more of a, it's more of a rush game. You know, you're taking off and you're, you're trying to keep up with them or cut them off. Like it's, you don't have as much time to like enjoy the adrenaline and enjoy the moment. Mm-hmm. It's a different type. It's a different type of adrenaline. Um, the sidearm stuff and the bear spray, man, the only time I've ever really wished that I had a sidearm was uh, two years ago, me and me and Brian were coming out of this spot and it was getting close to dark and we turned this corner and here's this, uh, here's a sow with uh, two little cubs and they're, they're dead asleep and we're at like 40 yards. And Brian, I, like I've hunted a lot with Brian and I mean, you know, Barney's a badass. I've never seen him like nervous or scared. But, like, he gave me this look and was like, you know, like, don't fucking move. And, like, he gave me this look, dude, that, like, I just knew, like, I didn't know exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. But I knew something I knew something bad was about to happen. And he, like, he you know, like, I, like, I read his lips. He's like, Sal, two cubs, 40 yards, do not breathe heavy. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> don't breathe like, heavy. I'm just like, yeah, like, I'm just like, so... We're checking the wind and the wind's quartering. He's like, he's like, you know, we got to slowly back out of here immediately. And he's like, we cannot, he's like, if this, if this sow wakes up, he's like, we are in, you know, big, big trouble. Like this is, this is going to get really, really bad, really quick. And it's going to get Western. We snuck out of there. Oh, dude. Yeah. Like <laughs> shit was going to go sideways. Like right now. We snuck out of there, got way out around, you know, had to backtrack like a mile and a half to go way out around, keep the wind in our face. So she never winded us. Luckily it all worked out and we were good, but oh, dude, I mean like that was the one scenario. And then me and him ran into a grizzly once. And that was another scenario where, yeah, is there grizzlies where we're going? I I heard that there was. Oh yeah. Fun, fun. How often do you see those out there, Devin? There's a few. I haven't seen grizzly up there. But, but there's a few. So, dude, I'm looking at Austin. So, Austin, are you on the podcast right now? Yep. All right, dude. I'm looking at your Instagram. Uh-oh. I see some. I see some Crown Royal, dude. I, I've been. <laughs> I've been known. I've been known to drink a little whiskey every now and then. Guilty. That. That is. Are, are you bringing that up or not? <laughs> We're probably gonna bring the biggest bottle of Crown we can find up there on the mountain. I'm I imagine. Sipping on some Weller right now. Yes, sir. Dude, what about this double drop whitetail, dude? What's that on all any of those sheds? What? <laughs> which one? <laughs> which double drop? Well, dude, I'm, well, which one? Dude, I'm looking, so you get, there's a picture on here that you posted February 25th. Double droppers, and then you got his sheds, dude. Yeah, that was my second double dropper. He was a he was a big one. All humble. Yeah, yeah he was. He's all right. <laughs> he's de- he's decent. I mean, we would have shot him, but yeah. oh yeah, that guy. Dude, that is a stud. Devin, when I told you I was bringing some killers with me. I I meant it. Oh. So. Yeah. Well. So. 
So, dude, I'm I'm great at baiting bears and getting trail camera pictures, getting them in. But I'll tell you guys right now, what I suck at is sitting in the stand or sitting in the bait, dude. I, I, I don't have the patience. I, I can understand that. that you guys do. Well, I can understand that though because when I do like when I did my elk hunt, I did my Oregon hunt, and when I did my South Dakota hunt, and then I come back from that. Like you know, when I went to Oregon and hunted mule deer, it was October. You know, whitetail season had kicked off by the time I got back, and so I come back and hop right in a tree stand, and I'm like, "This is boring, man." Like I want to oh, run around. <laughs> like I had a hard I time. You, I told you that was gonna happen. I told you. I'm like, yep. it's gonna happen. You're gonna come back, and you're gonna be like, "Oh man." But but Dude. you know I am looking forward to like in my mind I know what hunting I'm doing like I I'm looking forward to sitting like I'm looking forward to looking at bears I've been doing the best I can to study bears um, Ty yep. Ty Glenn you know he's going to be in camp with us he tagged me in a few um, good bear the triangle I, yeah the triangle method which can you yep. guys explain the triangle method I don't know Devin or, or whoever yep you want you want to explain it Dev or you want me to explain it. Go ahead. So, like, the a good method on judging bears is always, like, their head. I mean, it's typically a large bear is not going to have, you know, like a, a, a small head. I mean, the older bears get, the more spread apart their skull gets. They get that big crease. So, basically, if you were to make a triangle and you were to go from, say, their left ear straight line over to the right, and then from the right ear down to like the base of their snout and then from the base of their snout back up to that left ear if all the sides on that triangle are fairly the same length or they're basically all the same they're all equal it's a stud shooter immediately it's it's time to it's time to get ready to kill that bear mm-hmm. if you know if your uh if your triangle's real lopsided and you've got two super long sides and you got you know the top is you know super skinny um probably going to be a young bear i mean that's pretty you know 99 percent of the time and i always look at i always look at ears if you've got a bear that's got ears that look like they're at like 10 and 2 on a clock or they're at like 9 and 3 like it looks like they're hanging off the side of their head and they're small again giant head big mature bear um if they're sitting up on top and their ears look pointed and they look like they're at like 11 and 1 or they're damn near straight up and down like north and south like compared to its nose probably a young, you know, probably going to be a young bear. I mean, the, the ears right. and the skull usually are never going to let you down. Bodies are tough because some bears are real lanky. And I'm sure, I'm sure, you know, Austin's killed a couple and, and Deb's killed bears. I'm sure they'll agree. Not every bear is built to where it's got that big old barrel belly and the, you know, the big stocky shoulders. Some bears are super long and they don't have that big, you know, that big like uh, barrel chest on them. Yeah. Whereas other bears are shorter, but they, you know, they look like a sumo wrestler walking around, all stocky and shit, and they've got the giant head. But typically, your big bears are always going to have those big, meaty, spread-out skulls just because, mm-hmm. because as they age and get older, that skull's actually widening out, widening out, more meat on it. You know, you get that big crease. So I always tell people, like, the head doesn't lie. I mean, yeah, you know, that's that pretty sense. much a, a fail-safe kind of deal. Right. Awesome. Were you going to say something? No. I Yeah, I was just going to add uh... – a lot of these bears right now are just coming out of hibernation, so a lot of these bears yep. that would be, you know, 100, 150 pounds heavier in the fall, they're not going to be filled out, and they, they might a yep. big a big bear could fool you if you're not really paying attention to the size of his head. See, and that's something Absolutely. that I worry about. Like I've been watching a lot of bear hunts because I just feel like it's good to see that and like watch how bears do things and 
because I'm, I'm ignorant to it. I just don't know until I go and do it and learn more. And I'm trying to educate myself as best I can. And the best way to do it, I think, is to watch shows with them coming in debates. And, and I'm trying to, yeah. like, watch these guys do hunts. I'm like, okay, I think that's a good bear. So I think I know what a a really good bear looks like. And then I think I know what a, a dinker looks like. And there's some shows where I'm like, oh, that looks like an okay bear. And then the guys shoot it and they recover. I'm like, oh, shit, that's a giant. And so I'm like, fuck, I was wrong on that one. Uh, some of the medium bears, like, and medium bear, I'm thinking, like, in, dancing around that Pope and Young line. Uh, that yeah. I don't, I don't know. And maybe once everybody kind of gives me, like, this is what bears in the area, I'll have a better idea. But that's something that I'm having a hard time being like, I don't know how to judge a medium bear. Like, if you've never killed a bear and you're back in the mountains, like, hey, that's a good bear. You should shoot that. You know what I mean? Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, dude, dude, I agree because the one bear that we've been, that we've had on truck camera the last three years. So this is the third year. And dude, his body isn't nearly as big as the last two years. But his head, like Clint was saying, like the head doesn't lie. Like his head's a lot bigger, but his body's not nearly as big as it was the last two years coming out of hibernation. So, mm-hmm. yep. so yeah, you're right, dude. Yeah, like sometimes like they're linky, whatever, whatever it is, but he's, he's still got a big head. We know who he is. He's got like a little notch in his ear on his left ear. And dude, he's just a stud. And the cool thing about this bear, dude, he hits during the daylight. He's not like a nocturnal bear. Mm. So, dude, I'm really hoping we, I'm really hoping we kill this bear, dude. We, this, this, dude, this is like my number one bear. So we got to kill him when we go up there. <laughs> Ooh, okay, I like that. I, I think that's the one you sent a few trail cam pictures to me, and that's the one thing I remember is his ear looks like it's chewed off. Yeah. So yeah, dude, his body was so much bigger last year, but I think he just had a, like a hard, like winter hard, like I don't know what it was, but he's just. He's a big bear, and we've seen him the last three years. And the first year that we see him, we're like, "Dude, we got to get that bear." How big a bear well, do you think that is, like skull wise? You know, if we were going like a scoring system, I mean, uh, dude, I dude, I hate to. If it's so the, dude, bear, the bear that I killed two years ago was like eighteen and a half, mm-hmm. and and this bear's definitely a lot bigger. And this bear was only like eight and a half and this bear might be I mean, let's just say the first year we seen was eight and a half nine ten so at a minimum dude i don't like to exaggerate it but i mean dude he's at least 10 11 but dude i guarantee you when we kill him he'll surprise us no kidding if it's if it's the bear i'm thinking of that you sent me the pictures of dev um i would bet that bear's floating around that 20 inch mark probably all day i mean yeah you know oh yeah yeah i mean you get over you get in that 20 to 21 i mean you're that's a giant i mean yeah that's that's a uh the bear i killed in saskatchewan i mean i didn't realize how big that bear was until i actually got to see him in person Mm -hmm. and you know got some footage of him and took it back and i went with uh adam hayes team 200 i went with adam on that hunt and adam's killed some giants and adam saw that footage and he's like that's a 21 inch skull he's like that's that's he's like that is the biggest black bear you'll ever have in front of you he's like if you have a bear bigger than that in front of you ever in your life he's like you need to play the lotto that day immediately go play the lottery that day (laughs) and uh 
when I killed that bear, it went, it went like 21 and an eighth. So, I mean, he was basically spot on when he said that bear is going to go 21. I mean, he was an eighth of an inch off of calling it. And, uh, I mean, in pictures, which I think, I think all of you guys have seen that picture. I got it on my Instagram years ago because it's been a few years since I've killed it. But I mean, his head is damn near as big as my whole midsection, torso, chest. I mean, like he makes me look small, just his head sitting there. No kidding. And like when I got to him, I mean, it was nuts how big that, you know, because 21 inches doesn't sound that big until you actually get a head that's sitting there. It's 21 inches from yeah, like, you know, compare, end of the eye to end of the eye. Comparing an 18 inch bear to a 21 inch bear doesn't, oh, three, yeah, three inches doesn't sound like a whole lot, but that's but, two but totally different animals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, don't, don't you also at your one, place? Hold on. Don't you have a oh, yep. you have a 17 inch and an 18 inch I, at your place? I killed right? a 17 inch sow and then I killed an 18 inch uh, boar. And there's a big difference oh, in the nice. skulls. They're nice bears. Yep. I mean, great bears to oh, start yeah. with. But when you're you're Hell talking yeah. about 19 to 20s and and beyond, those are just in a whole different league. I just Jeez. want to kill one that so, looks okay. big ish. So I had a question, Austin, because <laughs> you might know this, or I don't know who knows this, but how do you compare a whitetail? versus a like so when you're measuring a whitetail versus a bear what category do you put them in so like like let's say you got a 170 whitetail versus a a 19 inch bear like how do how do you compare those two well that's Ooh, that's, good. Pretty, yeah, like that's that. pretty close i would say like a 170s is probably a 19, yep. 19 to a 20 i would say yep yep i'd, I'd agree with that and then once you hit that 20 plus, you're, you're flirting with 190, 200. I mean, yep. you hit that 20 and a half to 21 and over. I mean, that's like the magical 200 inch number in whitetails. At, at least that's how I would look at it. And yep. in like the mule deer world, it'd be like your 32, 33 plus inch wide bucks. You know what I mean? Like, like that would be, uh, hmm. you know, that, that's, that's like the, the biggest buck on the mountain type shit, you know, so. That's yeah. how I would look at it. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on, Austin. That's, I mean, I would have, I would have said the same thing. Honestly, that's how I'd look at it so for sure. It, so, comparing them to whitetails. So a Pope and Young black bear is 18 inches. So that'd be. Is, yep. it, is it fair to say that's like a 125 inch whitetail, or is it not really? It doesn't work that mm. way. Like 140, 130, 140. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say 130, 140. Because I mean, that's a. I mean, I've seen some 18, 18 and a half inch skull bears that. Like Brian's got a couple eighteen inch skull Montana bears and I mean, dude, they were big. I mean like they would have fooled me. I would have been like, Oh man, he's nineteen, twenty like I mean they were that's still a big bear. It's just you know, the, the head just wasn't as big as what I thought, but I mean right. still a big freaking bear. Right. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I'd I just you know, I wanna kill my first bear and I'd like to kill a good bear. You know, I'm not expecting to knock out a two hundred inch or my first try. I mean no one does, right? But um of course you want to kill a good bear. And I'm actually looking really I'm really looking forward to having the meat. And Oh dude, so good. So good. There's what so many the opinions in the Midwest on bear meat. So many yeah, opinions I've, on it. I've had I've had guys say we don't even keep that stuff and then I've had other guys be oh. like, "Well, it's, it's a delicacy." The the way I, my, I've told Kurt this, my mm-hmm. favorite way to prepare it's throw it in a crock pot and do like pulled pork but with bear. That's the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. When uh when yeah, I, I remember killed- when when I was first hunting bear, we killed a probably like a three and a half year old. Yep. My buddy did, and uh, we cooked the back straps over the grill. Oh. 
That's it. And, and nobody, nobody had tasted bear yet because this is like a new bear camp. This is like a bunch of new guys. And, dude, they all loved it. It was like – it was weird. Like, even for me, it was kind of weird because I – like, I'd eat bear before but not that much. But, dude, I, I feel like, yeah, there is that uh, – like, some guys don't like it. But, dude, the whole camp was like, oh, wow, that's unreal. Well, hopefully we get to I, eat some next it. week, you know. Hopefully we're eating bear backstrap in camp and a little Crown Royal to I, go with Some it. Crown Royal to wash it down, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That bear, that first bear I ever killed, we cooked backstraps. And, uh, you know what I mean? I think there's a big difference, too, though, between a backcountry bear versus a bear that lives in the back of a city or lives close to where it's eaten out of trash cans. and like. I was going to ask that. Know, yeah, you know, I mean, my opinion, you know, like the bear I killed in Saskatchewan, there isn't a town, a telephone pole, uh, a place with cell phone service within a hundred and some mile of where I killed that bear. So that bear was living on roots, berries, insects, you know, whatever meat he could get and a bunch of fish. I mean, those backstraps out of that thing, that was some of the best backstrap eating I've ever done to this day. And I've got to eat a lot of wild game. And it would be top two or three hands down without even question. Okay. I mean, it was all oh, 100%. Yeah. But like I said, though, that bear wasn't eating, you know, McDonald's wrappers and, and living <laughs> off the back of a trash can. Right, right. Well, let's do this then. Let's- I, think, I think there's also a difference between, like, the bears that are eating berries versus, yep. you know, eating meat, too. Yep. Those, yep. those bears that eat meat, dude, like – I don't know, but the ones that are eating meat, uh, berries versus plants, dude, those ones are, I think the spring bears, dude, I don't know, but I, all I gotta say is the one that, and the spring bear that we killed was really good, dude. Yeah. Really good. I see mine, mine was a fall bear. And so he was storing up, stocking up, you know, I mean, just eating absolutely everything in sight you know, trying to build up fat. And I mean, dude, I thought it was unreal. And I've actually heard spring bears typically taste a little better. So I'm really, I've never killed a spring bear. So I'm really interested to see, well, like, yeah. try to compare, you know, taste-wise. Because, I mean, I can remember this day taking that first bite and just being like, holy shit, this is good. So, yeah, so I'm pretty excited to see uh, see how that pairs up with uh, a nice cold bush latte there in <laughs> camp. I got uh <laughs> I got old Devin hooked on, uh, when I come to Utah to hunt the rut, I killed my buck first night and, uh, you know, man, we're pumped. You know, I'm, I'm so jacked. Like got my ass kicked for eight and a half days in October. Get this buck killed. Devin watches it all go down. We find him. He's running the spotter. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's hand signaling me in, you know, like, I mean, it was this perfect scenario. And as soon as we got to the buck, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, oh, actually I, I called Kurt. I'm actually, I just killed the oh, yeah. buck and yep. Kurt, I called, I called my mom. I called my dad. I called Kurt and Kurt, I, uh, Kurt answers and I'm just going off. I mean, just typical Clint fashion. Like I just snorted eight lines of cocaine and I just banged three <laughs> strippers, just, just Classic. flipping out. Like just, Oh, just going nuts. And Kurt's like, are you all right, man? I can't understand you. I'm like, you know, I just fucking smoked this buck 67 yards. You know, I'm, I'm like, we watched him die. And he's like, He's like, dude, you gotta calm down. I can't understand you. So I'm telling Kurt the story and I'm like, all right. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta meet up with Devin. And, uh, I'm like, I'll send you pictures soon as I get there. So, you know, Devin, Devin comes up the mountain and, and he gets with me, you know, and we, we get over to the buck and 
I got there first, you know, and I'm just flipping out and Devin's like filming himself as he's walking up and he's like, you know, the first thing Devin noticed was how big the, the brows are. Cause New York, New York typically don't have big brow signs and this buck had giant brows. And, uh, for, like one of the first things out of my mouth is I'm like, I can't wait to get to count. I'm like, you get a 30 rocket bush light. Devin's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, you better call Sarah right now. I'm like, we ain't stopping till that 30 racks done. He's like, Oh God. He's like, it's going to be, it's going to be one of them nights. I'm like, it is. So yeah, it was, it was cool, but oh man, we did too. Me, him and Dallas, we put a hurting on that 30 rack at night. I'm pretty sure we finished it. Well, we, uh, yeah, I'm hoping to do some time, celebration man. like that in, uh, in camp next week. I really am. I'm- well, it was, it was, uh, it was funny because after I left, I talked, you know, I, I, I stayed for the next like week and was glassing for Ty and Dallas and Devin and, oh man, we were, we, we were putting bush lights away and like on my second, I like the second to last day, Dev's like, dude, he's like, I think I kind of like these. He's like, I think I'm going to have to buy, I think I'm going to have to buy these. And I'm like, Oh yeah, man. I'm like, cause you know, uh, back in the fall, they got the, you know, the, uh, the deer the hunter. hunter special. Yeah. The deer hunter cans. And Dev's like, dude, he's like, they got the bucks on him. I'm like, Oh yeah, man. And hey, I'm like, this we'll, is a, it's hey, a Midwest thing. We'll bring you out some ones that look like, uh, Corn, uh, corn cobs. For corn, corn cobs, dude. Well, yes. And you have to yes, be careful. Sir. You have to be <laughs> careful, too. When I used to go out to Utah and elk hunt, my dad and his friend was, they were big beer drinkers. We would bootleg our own bush light in because in, yep. U- in Utah, the alcohol content is lower than oh, it yeah. was. lower. You got to yep. bring in the three, yep. you got to bring in the three six. You got to bring the good stuff. Yeah. The full throttle. Yeah. Exactly. Fully exactly. Lended, baby. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Well, boys, yeah, man. I'm really looking forward to camp. I'm excited to have the adventure, the camaraderie of like a true camp. And I'm actually looking forward to the drive now. We're going to fly, but we're bailing. We're taking the podcast trailer out and, uh, the, the flight shit was getting too sketchy with COVID. We said, "Fuck it, we're we're gonna drive out there and we'll podcast on the way up and and have a damn good time." I'm I'm really really looking forward to this trip. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, it's Dude, I, can't, I can't wait, guys. I can't wait to have you guys come up. It's gonna be fun. Lots of podcasting is gonna happen. So let's eat some bear meat, drink some bush light, do some podcasts, and have an adventure. No doubt. Amen. All right, is that it, boys? I think we shut her down here and we suit up to kill some bears. So hold on, hold on. I got, I've got one question. Yeah. What's everybody holding out for? I'll go first because I'm honest and I've never killed a bear. A good bear. That's it. Just a bear that looks like a bear. And you'd be like, wow, you killed a bow? That's rad. That's what I want. Dude, that's my man. I like it. I like it. Austin, how about you? Uh, I guess it depends on what we're seeing on the trail cameras. Uh, I, I, like I said, my best bear is 18, and I've got two black ones. I, I wouldn't mind seeing a color phase. If I see a really decent color phase or a really big black, then I'm, I'm going to be happy with that. There you go. Clint? Yeah, I'm going to say hot mom, 32 to 34, <laughs> two to three kids. Preferably, I'm gonna I'm gonna mix it up. I'm gonna go color phase. I want a redhead dog. I'm trying to find a redhead Wyoming like Cheyenne girls or something. That's kind of what I'm looking for. But I mean, I'll take whatever. I mean, I'm a we'll pick her up know, on the I'm, way. Yeah, I'm I'm an opportunistic guy when I got a bow in my hands. But no, honestly, just uh, you know what, man, just a, a good bear, a good solid bear. I mean, it's you know it's it's one of them things where I'm honestly more excited to be able to like. uh 
watch my buddies from the Midwest, like, meet and hang out and, like, mesh with, like, all my dudes from Utah that I've got to be so close with. So, like, I mean, I'm honestly looking more forward probably to that aspect than to even drawing back and killing a bear. Not that I, not that I don't want to kill him, don't get me wrong, because, I mean, everyone knows I love to bend the limbs back. But, I mean, yeah, it's your first, first good bear, man, there's no doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm all in, but... Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna, um, you know, uh, let a good bear walk by by any means, but, um, well, I'll yeah, tell you this, a, you know, if there's giants showing up, man. I mean, hell yeah, let's, let's roll the dice and play the game. If I kill a bear, I think I'm gonna come unglued. You saw how I acted when I decapped the bird. Austin was there with me. <laughs> I, I times that by like a thousand. That's gonna be me if I shoot a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. And, and that's, that's what I'm most excited for is, you know, honestly, like you haven't got to kill one and I don't think our buddy Danny's got to kill one. Nope. So nope. yeah, dude, it's gonna be fun to see guys that have never killed one, like just the experience experience and just just having bears close to you man is 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 a crazy experience so no i'm really looking forward to that and uh you know like i said getting everybody together it's going to be a total badass time can't wait definitely a hunt i've been looking forward to since we kind of put it together so hell yeah man it's going to be fun going to be a hell of a crew up there amen cool well thanks for doing this guys and uh and podcast land if you're listening to this we are on the trip right now and hopefully we got bears down um, probably no social media updates until we're back because there's zero service. And uh, we'll talk about some of the equipment we brought and shit like that when we're in camp. That'll be more relevant at the time and stuff. So, um, yep. Devin, thank you so much for kind of building up this opportunity and, and making it what it is. And I feel like you're responsible for putting all this together. Yeah, well, I hope I'm not because <laughs> if we kill bears, I won't be responsible for it. But if we don't, Blame it on Clint. Blame it on Clint. Then it was Clint. Blame it on Clint. All right, guys. Thanks, man. We'll see you guys in a few days. Um, Everyone for listening, we appreciate the hell out of you. And maybe if we do this camp again next year, you have an opportunity to come with us and have a damn good time. So, Hell, yeah. Thanks, Clint. Thanks, Kurt. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, Austin. Take care, boys. All right, we'll see you guys in in a few days. Thanks, everyone, for listening. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. The most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.